for almost a year, I slept around four hours a day. And those 20 hours work days helped me make enough money to quit my full-time job, but made me lose something way more important. And that's health. Hello, fellow risk takers, and welcome to my worst investment ever. Stories of loss to keep you winning. In our community, we know that to win in investing, you must take risk, but to win big, you've got to reduce it. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm on a mission to help 1 million people reduce risk in their lives. And I want to thank you for joining this mission, especially those listeners in Portugal and Germany. Hmm, two interesting places. Fellow risk takers, this is your worst podcast host, Andrew Stotts from A. Stotts Academy. And I'm here with featured guest, Gabe Marushka. Gabe, are you ready to join the mission? Absolutely. There is no better way to learn than from the experience of others, right? Exactly. That's the whole point. And it's so hard because we like to barrel through life and make our mistakes on our own. But hey, there's a lot easier ways. So I asked you to come on this show because I really love what you were doing on LinkedIn. And I had a prior guest and he, you know, comments on what you're doing and he shared his thoughts on that. And I, I respect him. And, and then I just reached out to you and said, please come on the show. And so I want to introduce you to the audience. So Gabe, Known as the Nomad Solopreneur, is a location-independent marketing strategist who established digital finest as a solopreneur. When he's not helping solopreneurs get more leads from their websites, you can find him swimming in the ocean, hiking through tropical forests, or interviewing remote solopreneurs around their business model on the Nomad Solopreneur Show. In his spare time, he writes a weekly newsletter with the same name that follows his mission to help 10,000 aspiring solopreneurs build location-free, one-person businesses. Who doesn't want that? Gabe, take a minute and tell us about the unique value that you are bringing to this wonderful world. First, Andrew, thank you so much for the lovely intro. Happy to be here. What an amazing opportunity to chat with you on these topics. And yeah, my unique I think it's the blend of sales, marketing, and technical knowledge, which is quite unique because some people are technical, some people are good at sales, and I blend these skills together, which I accumulate for the past 13 years. And I try to use them to help others did what I do. Build one-person businesses that is completely location independent. I work all over the world. And for the past five years, I do it from tropical locations like Bali, Thailand, quarantine, Madeira, Portugal, running the cold weather in my home country of Romania. So happy to be here and share all that I learned with your audience. Well, I'm happy to have you with us. You know, I'm the type of guy that goes deep into creating a product. And I don't think about the reaching the market. I think about making a great product and people are going to come and it's going to be great. What a wrong way of doing things. And I spent many years doing that. And now I definitely understand that the product is only a small part of it. First, I need to reach an audience somehow. I need to attract people to my website, my landing page. And then 
if I don't have anybody coming to my landing page, I can play around all I want with changing the fonts and changing the things and the this and the that. But if there's no traffic, then there's nothing happening there. But if I can get traffic to that landing page, the next question is, does that landing page convert? Is it getting people closer to me and my products and services? And it's such a chain of activities that I didn't understand and I still am not great at. I know a lot of my listeners out there struggle with the same thing. In fact, I just interviewed someone that says, well, I just outsourced it and they outsourced marketing and social media posts and all that. And then they realized it was just a big waste of money because it didn't have his voice in it and it didn't really increase his revenue. And I just want you to explain to people what you do and how you look at kind of the flow of generating revenue that a solopreneur or a business owner needs to generate. I would share that. And as you very well said, it all starts with an audience. You have to build an audience first. You have to listen to that audience. And doesn't mean you need to have like a ton of followers on social media or thousands in your email newsletter. Even if you have like 20, 30 close by people that you talk to every single day and you ask questions and you listen carefully, you'll notice some patterns. And when something is repeating day in and day out, you realize that there is a common problem that you can solve. And if you have expertise in that, or if you can, doesn't have to you can come with a solution, a unique solution to that unique problem that you notice all that audience and you build a product around that. And that can be something as simple as a digital product or an online course or a cohort or doesn't really matter, but must solve a problem and can be one small one or a big one. And in general, it's just helping someone go from A to B because being in the marketing space, I notice a lot of people trying to be a jack of all trade and provide all the solutions possible from paid ads to search engine optimization to landing page optimizations and so on. But if you can solve one particular problem, for example, myself, I solved one big problem, helping landing pages convert. That traffic that you bring to your landing page, which can be a sales page, lead magnet, whatever, turn that into your new goal. And that can be subscribers, sales, leads, and so on. And solving this unique problem, it's so underrated because people, as Andrew said, spend a lot of time and money bringing traffic to something that doesn't do anything. And putting a nice landing page there, investing all those money into ads and stuff, at the end of the day, it doesn't convert. You spend, you throw the money out of the Hyundai. You, you make probably the worst investment ever. <laughs> and that's why it's so important to optimize those. And that's what I try to do every single day. So you talked about the idea of solving a problem. And that's something I think I didn't really get when I first started out that, you know, I solved a problem that I had, but I don't think I, I didn't validate that that problem was a problem that other people had or... And then I never made it clear, but I do have one product that I started about a year ago and it's a service and I want to tell it to you and then maybe get some advice live on air, critique what I'm thinking. So the name of the, the product is called Profit Bootcamp. And the tagline that I came up with that I believe is a good one, but I think maybe I'll find out it's not, but, and that is 
I help mid-size family businesses double their profits in 12 months. Personally, I love it. Like, I think you tap into a target audience, mid-size family businesses, and you also transmit the transformation that you get them, which is doubling their profit. So I think you nailed that down very, very well. Like, way better than most landing page headlines I see out there. So way done with that. Okay. That, I'm glad to hear that. And I've, it took a long time for me to get to that point and a lot of lessons learned. Now, the delivery of this service is a true master class that I work with the families, basically. And I'm at their businesses. In particular, I'm focused on families in Asia and specifically in Thailand. They've got to be mid-size because they can't afford, you know, if it's a startup, it's just not, it's not worth it. And I don't want to help a one-man show. I help a management team and the owners, and I only work with owners. And when people sign up, they sign the profit manifesto that is the agreement amongst all that the number one goal in this business is to double profits in the next 12 months so that we stay on track. And then I have a whole curriculum that I walk them through. And then I basically help them with the financial aspect, but more importantly, making the tough decisions. So as far as delivering that service, my customers, my clients are very happy and they're, they're seeing it coming to life. We're unlocking the profits in their business. So I'm not too worried about that. And it brings together all my passions and all my skills and experience. Having my own business, my own factory in Thailand that I've had for 30 years, I know everything that they're facing. And being a financial analyst for 20 years, I know how to analyze their business and help them. So as I often say, when I arrive, the finance debate stops. I'm going to tell you exactly what the problem is relative to global peers, and then we're going to get to work on it. So... I've got the product or the service down and I've got the name and the, you know, the tagline of kind of helping people quickly understand what we're talking about. But, but without a good landing page and without traffic, all of my good intentions are just out the window. And so I want also, the reason why I'm explaining this is because I know that my listeners are in the same situation. They're smart, hardworking people. They've created great services and products and stuff, but they're missing the fact that they really need to figure out how they're going to connect that to the market. So maybe you could just explain, you know, a little bit more about what you do so that everybody understands, you know, it's pretty clear, you know, you don't help people make great courses, right? And you also didn't make it sound like you're, you're the guy that's going to deliver millions of people in traffic and audience. So tell us how you would work with this person like myself. Sure, we'd love to share that. And I think one thing that most people miss, and in your case, you as well, probably have this asset in your arsenal in order to drive traffic, I don't know. But from what you're saying, there, you need something special, which is a welcome into my ecosystem or welcome into my world type of offer. That can be either a free one or a low ticket one. That solve a small problem from the big problem that you solve with your program. So in that case, this can be an extremely valuable resource that gives them and also prepare them to work with you because you might not want to have everyone in that program. So you prepare that resource, 
you give it away for free or for a very low ticket price. And sometimes that works way better to be a paid product, but super cheap, like probably $20, $30 or something like that. Mm. Because people see more value in paid stuff than in free stuff. And with that product, of course, you capture their email addresses and their, their information. If they are generous enough, even some details about their businesses, so you can learn more about their struggles, learn more about the type of businesses they are in and so on. And all that you can create, a, it's called a squeeze page in which you capture that information. It doesn't have to be a long landing page. It's just, here's the resource. This is the help, the solution, sorry, the problem that I solve with it. And you're gonna solve that problem if you consume this resource. and has to be something they can go through in less than one hour because no one wants to stick there for weeks going through like a 15-hour online course or something to solve something. And with that, you showcase your expertise, you show the value that you can bring and you solve part of the problem. But here's the trick. That problem that you solve with that resource needs to cause a bigger problem that your main product is solving. It's not like a tricky situation in which you, I don't know, you scam them because you actually help them solve well, it the reveals, problem. It reveals the next problem. The next one, exactly. And that's how you attract traffic to your main offer. And that can be done, there are basically two main ways. Content that can be search, organic search content, for example, blog articles and so on but most importantly, social media traffic, like posting constantly on platforms like LinkedIn or others where your audience are spending their time. And this is an important factor to know exactly where they are spending their time. Might be, for example, in your case, listening to radio in Thailand, mm -hmm. you, you never know. And putting there an ad inside the like old school radio or inside the newspaper or inside a social media um, on a social media platform and drive traffic to that solution that you provide because otherwise if you drive traffic directly to your paid product especially for those that don't know you yet they are not ready to buy so yeah. you're targeting direct at the bottom of the funnel as we call it in marketing instead of bringing awareness oh i have a problem and i need to solve it then you bring that awareness towards the solution here's to solve this small problem. And with that, by capturing their emails, you can nurture that audience and send them more valuable emails with a call to action. Basically the next step they have to make in order to enter your world and actually purchase the high ticket offer that you sell okay. them. And that's the easiest way to translate that in, of course, a short amount of time, but of yep. course are more details to, to add there. So to summarize, you've talked about like a welcome into my world offer, which is free or low ticket price that solves a problem. And by solving that problem, you reveal the next step in the process of solving the bigger problem. In my client's case, it's that they're not making enough profit. They're making revenue, they're growing their business, they're mid-sized businesses, but they need more profit. You talked about content, social media. You talked about the fact that this should be able to be consumed in less than one hour. So 
let me, maybe I'll throw out some things that I've done and then give me some feedback. And for the listeners out there, this is, you know, part of the goal that I saw you doing on LinkedIn is, you know, demonstrating what you do. And I think that that's a lesson in itself that you're demonstrating and that's attractive that people want to work with you when you demonstrate. So in my case, my profit bootcamp has five steps. The first step is to get the strategy of your business right. There's no point working hard if the strategy's not right. What client are you going to serve? What products, you know, do you really stand out? What do you got to get out of that's just wasting your time? And so one of the things I've done is I've said, look, you can start by just taking the first step and pay me specifically for that. And let's work together. And if you like it, then we continue on. And that first step is a lot lower priced than the overall thing. But it's also, as I've done it now, it's about three hours one-on-one with me and the owners and the management, and then two times, and then they've got assignments in between to go through it all. It's enough to get to know each other and also to kind of solve some problem, but it's also enough to realize, wow, we need this kind of support. But when I listened to what you said, I thought maybe that's a little too heavy to start off with, particularly when I'm thinking about social media and content out there. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it might be because there's quite a bit of commitment, especially if you give them a sign on between a session and the first interaction with you. And if you notice, did you notice a pattern between all this conversation that might be this, the lack of strategy, it's a way to pack, not of course, helping them come up with that strategy, but a way to pack some valuable information for them to understand how to make the first step in order to start building a strategy for their business. If that, if you can pack that in, even if it's like a short ebook or a short video presentation, like doesn't have to be like one hour, as I mentioned in this case, but maybe like half an hour, they can consume fast and in which to give them as well, maybe a short checklist they can go through in order to make sure that they went through all the small steps they have to make in order to actually have the resources necessary when they jump into a call with you to actually build that strategy. That might be an idea. Other, if you can recall, again, some common problems they have, like literally something that every single person go through, which is easy to solve because Mm. indeed a strategy, building a strategy is quite a complex thing. But if it's, if you find something much more, even if it's at a later stage in their business, probably, or even uh, before they, maybe they, they struggle to understand how much money they need in order to start a business or something like that around the financial assets mm. or how to create the paperwork for starting a business in Thailand and all those things that you already do and solve for others. So something between those lines, like something easy to solve that doesn't take a lot of time from both you and them, but it's a welcome into my world type of thing that as I mentioned, you can nurture over time and showcase others that went through the process because that's also really important something i didn't mention like not share only valuable and how to content but share success stories mm-hmm. share those stories that people use your service or use your expertise and transform their businesses 
they double their profit and so on, because that's much more easier to turn them into an actual paying customers or simply getting their emails because nowadays people don't give their emails so easily. Mm -hmm. So you need to give them reasons for that. Even for a free product, you need testimonials. Yeah. And so I, I saw one of your posts where you highlighted the work you did with a particular client and you know what the result was. So that's a great demonstration right there of the idea of showing that it's successful. I had two ideas. One is to do a checklist. Another one is to do an audit, like score your company's financial position relative to global peers. And it's 10 questions. And depending on how you answer that, it tells me and you where you rate. For instance, do you get your financial statements? Are they on time and accurate by the 15th of every single month? Do you have a team meeting with your management team to review them? You know, do you have a six month forecast to go through, you know, what your plans are, whatever, you know, a financial forecast. So there's, let's say 10, and then you'll get a score, you know, 10 points means you don't need me. You're in great shape. And one point means, uh oh, there's a lot of things you got to fix. And it's those things listed right there. So that's one idea. What do you think about that type of free thing where they're scoring themselves? Funny that you mentioned that because it's part of my strategy ah. for January. Yes. And there is a really good, I'm not sure if you use the same tool. There's a good app out there. It's called score app, mm. which based on the results, people get through those questions, give you a score. And it's also very dynamic. So depending on the score, you get a specific message for that score. And based on that, you can have like call to action for them to take the next step. Or of course you get the emails and you nurture that over time. So that's a really good idea. And it's a really modern way to help someone understand the position, make them aware of the problem and as well, providing some value, next steps, and you can give them away after they complete like those questions to provide something for free. Mm. Like here's a gift. And especially if you can do so depending on their result. For example, if they did poor in that result, here are some resources that will help you achieve that. And especially if you don't mention that, that is perceived as a huge value for them. Like, oh, I just, they just helped me realize I have a problem, but they're actually providing some resources to help me solve the problem. And it's much more easier from that point to actually for them to take out their card and pay for a service. And it's, as I mentioned, part of my strategy in 2024 and works great for others. I already validated the idea with others and you can use it the same way for a small paid product, like providing a small, let's say, um, ebook in which you charge us, let's say $5 or something and parts of that questionnaire and yeah, like you, you should do things in the same time because once a person that already paid for something, they are much more willing to pay for something else. Yeah. Like you basically attract into a transactional type of interaction from the beginning. But of course, this works very well for free things as well and brilliant idea. So I love that. Can't wait okay. to hear how it goes. Yeah. The other thing that I do is since I teach at university, I teach 
executives through kind of, you know, executive training and different. I partner with some other organizations that get business owners into a room. And then what I do is I spend between, let's say, maybe six to 12 hours. So a series of courses. And in that, basically, what I say is I'm going to teach you everything that I do in the Profit Bootcamp. I'm going to give you the material, the whole thing that you're going to get so you can go fix your business. I can't fix every business out there. I have a capacity limit, but it would be my dream to help you double your profits in the next 12 months. And because my service is a combination of a lot of things, it's not just, you know, something simple. There's a lot of thinking that goes into it, a lot of talk together with the team and all that. I know that I'm not so worried about someone like taking my material or something, take it. Because as I explained to some young people that asked me about why do you reveal, you know, what your secrets are or something. And I said, look, the bookstores are full of books about how to lose weight. So are people skinny? They're not. Because the implementation is the hardest part. It's the hardest part for me too, you know, for anything. And so that's another way that I've been reaching. But what I just think about after listening to you is that maybe first I do that audit and then I provide specific feedback. Look, you know, number four and number seven is where you're weak. And here's some ideas about how you could fix that. And then I could follow up with another email where I say, I'm going to tell you in five minutes the steps of the Profit Bootcamp. And in that five minutes, I'm going to explain each of the steps that we would go through if you were working with me so that you can take that general outline and then try to bring it back to your business. And then maybe I follow that up with another one where I'm going to give you the ebook that outlines it in a lot more detail or something like that. Is that, what are your thoughts on that? Great idea. And what I'll do extra, I'll basically, because some of them might not be ready to buy, mm. but since you already provide value and since they already understand how the bootcamp looks like and such, to continue sending them emails over time, like at least maybe twice a month or once a week, depending on in general, how the process of getting one person to buy from you works like, because it looks like because for some of them might take, let's say one year until they are ready. And in my case is the same, like I cannot help those that are at the beginning that they don't have money to invest and so on. Of course I do with free resources like you do. But those that help with free resources, they will get on, on a profit and then they'll be ready to purchase uh, my services. And that way, if you continue to send them valuable things over time, and doesn't have to be every single email, a transactional one at the end, like having a call to action, but you can add something like, whenever you are ready, I'm here to help you with these things yep. or something like permission marketing, like asking for permission to sell them something or to help them. And that can be mentioned like small at the, at the end of the email. But if each single email provide value over time, that will add on and people will at some point convert. Mm -hmm. That's the most important thing to remember that a lot of those that you attract into the world, maybe they are just trying to find a solution but they don't have money to invest. And yep. depending on the value, sorry, depending on the price of your bootcamp and your one-on-one help and such, 
it will depend the conversion rate and so on. But that is a good idea to start like pushing emails after you provide some value already, helping them further, make them understand what the bootcamp is all about. And another way is to actually help, for example, let's say you have 10 points, if I remember correctly, that you mentioned in three, yeah. 10 questions. And for each of those to be a separate email to helping them solve the question that they did worse yeah. at. And at the end mentioning, look, I have this bootcamp that might help you go further and so on. But dripping that information over a sequence of emails will not give everything at like in a single email. Plus it's overwhelming if you give a lot of information at once and that way you can help them. Oh, I get a new thing and let them know like next day you will get, because you can sequence this, uh, like mm. schedule this in order next day or next week, you will get this information. But specifically for this part of scenario, you might want the first emails, especially those that are related to the questions to drip them one day after another. Nice. And usually at the same hour, they took the interview, the questionnaire, because that way you might understand that, oh, at that hour they're active online and they re actually read my emails. So that's one way to do it. Mm, yeah, that sounds great. I mean, the other thing I was thinking about too in the email, because I'm not, it's a, not a mass market product. You know, let's say there's a thousand family, mid-sized family businesses that that are probably interested in something like that, this across Asia. Another idea I thought about was trying to share wins and share, you know, like almost like a community to say, share the wins. Every Friday night we meet for an hour and I invite people to come and share, you know, what wins that they're doing or, hey, if you got a win, uh, the other thing that's important is to understand the day that we first met, because that's the day that you're going to start thinking about doubling your profit. And we're three months away from that day now, where are you at? And that's part of the, the time pressure and that type of thing that I try to work with my clients. Like, let's go, let's go. So you just got so many different things going in my head. And, um, I just wanted to go through that because I also feel like it's a good demonstration of your skills in that area and that the listeners out there, if you've got products or services, where's the best place for them to go to learn more about you? There are two places that you can reach out easily to me on LinkedIn at Gabe Marushka or search for The Nomad Solopreneur and you'll find me all over Google. And on my business website, which is called digitalfinest.com. And you can reach me there, both of these locations, I'm active and uh, you can also see my services and such. Great. And I'll have links to all that in the show notes so that anybody can just go to the show notes, click the link, listen to the podcast, get the, the website and all that stuff. It's really, I appreciate you taking the time to go through that. And that's a big thing of- Absolute pleasure. Well, I really wanted to have you on because you solve a problem that I have. And I think you and I are going to talk a lot more about how you can help me solve that problem in the future. But now it's time to share your worst investment ever. And since no one goes into their worst investment thinking it will be, tell us a bit about the circumstances leading up to it and then tell us your story. I would love to share that. And hopefully some of your listeners can learn from my mistakes because my worst investment ever isn't about crypto, real estate, or other financial assets. 
it's about the most valuable and limited currency that you have, which is time. And that's because for almost a year, I slept around four hours a day. And those 20 hours work days helped me make enough money to quit my full-time job, but made me lose something way more important. And that's health. And had to get you back in time, that was 2010. And it was a summer, hot summer, and I was sitting at this job that I had with one of my legs in a bucket with ice because I had a small football accident and I couldn't take a day off to like recover myself. And I was like, what I'm doing here? I am in an executive position. I make only $200 per month when my rent was 150. I'm not going anywhere. I need to do something. And what I did, I asked for help. I talked with some friends. I start learning new skills. I already have a base. Like I have a degree in uh, physics and computer science. So I knew a lot of programming and stuff, but I started learning other skills like marketing, web design, and so on. And those helped me start the side hustle. But there was a problem. I didn't have patience. So I didn't see it as a long-term goal. That's why I uh, literally wake up every single day at 3 a.m. in the morning. I work on my side hustle until 6, 7, commute to my full-time job, stay there for eight hours, go back home, sleep for one hour, and start working again on my business. And all that by eating on my laptop, not having a social life, not exercising, not doing what our body needs. And I didn't listen to my body because my body start sending signals. Like I feel less and less energetic. I was like young. I was like, I have all the energy and the whole, all the health in the world. I can sustain this for a long time, but wasn't the case. And after one year, I was able to quit my job, but as well, the all those working nights and so on start to cripple in and I start to feel worse and worse until I develop a chronic illness. And all that was a huge warning sign for me that I need to do things differently. So that's when I started to pay attention to what my body is telling me and do things in a way that is sustainable over time and help me achieve something much more than financial freedom or location freedom and so on, which is a healthy body. And yeah, ever since I try to learn from those mistakes and there were quite a lot of them. One, I keep on thinking to myself why I have to spend all those nights instead of having a long-term vision, having patience. I was young. No one rushed me to make, I don't know, a fortune overnight and get off that job because at the end of the day, I was able after that to get money from my side hustle and all those financial was enough for me to sustain my living back then. Mm. And that was the biggest mistake, like spending all those nights instead of working on normal hours, not having a social life, not exercising and so on. And the second one was to literally paying extremely attention to my body. Like, because nowadays, if we have a headache, if we have a stomach pain, if we have, I don't know, we are a bit dizzy or if we feel exhausted in the morning or after let's say two hours of work, we think that is normal because that's why society is, oh, it's normal to have a headache. It's normal to be stressed. It's normal to be that and that, but that's not actually true. Like that's a sign that something is off. And 
before arriving at the point that I arrive at or others arrive at in which you literally destroy your health, you need to pay attention to those and find the reason behind them. And when you do so, you realize, oh, I eat maybe something that caused that headache mm -hmm. or caused that lack of energy and so on. And of course, sometimes it's that, like we eat too much sugar, we eat too much gluten or other things that affect our body and make our fist worse after we eat instead of feeling energized. And when I put all those into practice, literally everything changed. And those are probably the biggest lesson I get from that and my worst investment, like putting the wrong amount of time in the things that doesn't matter, like in that moment, like thinking long-term is much more sustainable than thinking, I want to win now, I need to make money now, I need to do that and that. That's most, most of the time doesn't work. It worked for me for time being, but again, at the price of health, which is never a good trade. Let me summarize some things I take away from that. You know, I think the first thing is sleep. I think many young people think that the way to be productive is to sleep less. And as I always say to, to people that ask me how I'm productive, you know, as I am, I always say that never take from sleep to try to increase productivity. It doesn't work. And so I always, I never use an alarm clock and I always fall asleep, you know, whenever I'm tired at night. But there's a second thing that I learned from, I think it's Jeffrey Walker's book. Is it Jeffrey? That's called Why We Sleep. And in that book, I learned about the importance of the time from 10 p.m. till 2 a.m. So you may sleep eight hours and let's say you go to bed at 3 a.m., and you sleep eight hours, or you go to bed at 9 a.m. and you sleep eight hours, you're going to feel more rested in the going to bed at 9 a.m. because of all the testosterones and all of the cortisol and all of the different hormones are going wild between 10 and 2 a.m. And that's the time that your body's really, you know, recalibrating itself. And if you miss that time, it's just harder for your body. So that the first thing is sleep is critical and never try to take from sleep to be productive. The second thing is eating good food. And I have always eaten really good food, like meat and vegetables and a little bit of, you know, carbohydrates, but not overly done. And then the third thing is I pretty much only drink water. I don't drink any alcohol, so I never have a hangover. I don't take any drugs, so I don't have, you know, I'm not drugged. But what, what I do is instead of having any kind of, I worked for Pepsi in Los Angeles when I was younger and I saw how, how it's made. And when I moved to Thailand 31 years ago, I said, I'm never going to drink sugary drinks again. So that's a third thing. And then the fourth thing for me is when I get out of bed every morning, I go to exercise and I have a park nearby. I just get up and walk or I do yoga on a mat. And, you know, I wasn't keen on doing it, but I followed atomic habits and it taught me basically just lay out your mat every morning and sit on it. Don't even have to do anything. And I did that for a couple, like a month until I'm like, well, okay, I'm sitting on this mat. I might as well start doing yoga. <laughs> so those are some of my takeaways that I thought about as you were talking. Is there anything you would add to that? Those are very valid one. And I actually do them all. Like I stopped drinking alcohol as well. I drink only water and it's like, it's a substitute for coffee as well. Like I stopped drinking coffee, I think five years ago. 
and with just a glass of water in the morning first time that I after I wake up it does wonders like it's fresh and everything and I do yoga as well in the morning for 10 minutes and even that I, I cannot do it like for one hour or so but those 10 minutes to put the the how you call it the blood um, moving it's unbelievable and more other type of exercises in the afternoon but speaking of that one thing I will add that I do as well is start like literally taking a piece of paper and a pen and writing my thoughts down before going to sleep and that way helps me like sleep better because I don't think all of the things that I had to do next day or something and as well like putting thoughts on paper is such a good way to not stand on a computer like watch a screen before bed and I try to avoid that like one hour before going to sleep like mm. all sorts of screens with the exception of a kindle which is not having that doesn't have the blue light and such but doing so helped me sleep way better and like you said Andrew like sleeping at the right hour is so important I did both like I didn't sleep at night and I start sleeping around 10 p.m and that does wonders of course if you are young and you're thinking like oh but I'm gonna miss all the parties all the meetups and so on you might even so you can meet up your friends and your peers at the earlier hours but your body and your life will thank you for that because if you're not 100 your business or personal life won't be either and better take care of yourself and all the others will get on it and those friends that respect you will still hang out with you will still spend time with you but yeah if you have drinking bodies that you want to go at 10 p.m it's your choice at the end of the day either either you make a choice or you don't it's still a choice yeah you'll pay I also have a notebook I keep with me just like you and I'm constantly writing in it and it's such a relief to get away from the computer and stuff and every morning every Sunday morning I take my mother out for brunch and before I order breakfast I plan my week so I'm I'm stacking something that I I, I can't say that I enjoy it that much I enjoy eating breakfast more, but you know, I'd like to do it then. The other thing I do is fasting. I do water fast. So I do prolonged water fast. I just did one for seven days, only water. And you don't want to do oh. that unless you're under, you know, doctor supervision and you, you learn about it, but I've been doing it for many years and it's, it's a way of resetting immunity and it has some other benefits. So whether it's a long fast or just limiting the eating hours. I think that's also another thing. So let me ask you, based on what you learned from this story and what you continue to learn, like we've talked about a lot of different things, but I want you to bring it down to one action. Think about a young man or woman out there right now. They're asking themselves, what am I doing? What is one action that you'd recommend that they take to avoid suffering the same fate? That's quite simple. I will say every single time when you plan, speaking of planning, when you plan your calendar, when you plan your next week or next day, start with actions that helps you. Like put that workout, put that, I don't know, eating with your loved ones, put that activity that fill you with energy, with joy first in your calendar, then start adding the other task. Block those time for the important you, because all the other will start to add on because we often start with, oh, I have this business test to do. I have that thing to do. And you end up nowhere because you end up 
with your calendar full, you don't have time for yourself, you become frustrated, and at the end of the day, you feel unfulfilled, and everyone will suffer, starting with you, then your business, and so on. But if you start with you, watch the miracle happen. I start that every single day, and my business is fulfilling. I feel energized all day. Of course, there are some exceptions, of course, because mm -hmm. I'm not a robot, but if I start that day planning with me, everything changed. And try it for yourself and see the miracle happens. That's great. It's what often is called a gateway habit, that gateway to a great day. When you do a habit like, okay, go to the park and take a walk, run, spend 30 minutes or 20 minutes with a loved one or whatever. So that's great, great advice. All right. What is a resource that you'd recommend for our listeners? A book that literally changed my life. And speaking of listening to your body, it's called When the Body Says No by Dr. Gabor Mate. It's a Canadian physician and he spent all his life studying chronic illness and so on and finding the root causes. And more often than not, it's caused by hidden stress. And our body is telling us that, listen, you need to take a break. Listen, you need to like stop doing what you're doing, bad habits, bad eating, whatever. And yeah, it's a must read for anyone. I recommend it already to a lot of people, my family and so on. And it literally changed the way they act and the way they take care of themselves. Great advice. So it's called When the Body Says No by... Gabor Mate and Jennifer, oh, Jennifer Gambino is narrating the audiobook, I can see. And that's ranked 4.7 out of 5 on, on Amazon with 2,400 ratings, which is pretty fantastic. And of course, if you really like what he says, you can also listen to his son, Aaron Mate, who is an amazing guy with a lot of brilliant insight in his work. I follow him on Twitter. So great, great resource. So let me ask you last question. What's your number one goal for the next 12 months? I think about, I admire, you know, what you do and where, you know, the value that you bring. It's something that I don't, I'm not good at and I'm learning, but I think about, you know, what you're doing and stuff. I'm curious, what is your goal for the next 12 months? Quite a big one. I would say I want to reach 10,000 aspiring solopreneurs through the Nomad Solopreneur Show and newsletter and help them build that one person business without feeling overwhelmed and unfulfilled because it's totally possible to build one person business without having like big offices or full-time employees and so on and without working 40 hours weeks. And that's my goal for the next year to reach those 10,000 and help them succeed. Well, you've reached some of them here on this show and we appreciate that. And also, I just want to mention to the listeners again, all the links to your resources will be in the show notes, as well as I've just also included the, the link to the book that you've mentioned about the body. So listeners, there you have it. Another story of loss to keep you winning. Remember, I'm on a mission to help 1 million people reduce risk in their lives. As we conclude, Gabe, I want to thank you again for joining our mission. And on behalf of Ace Thoughts Academy, I hereby award you alumni status for turning your worst investment ever into your best teaching moment. Do you have any parting words for the audience? Thank you so much, Andrew, for having me. And yes, I have a parting word. Like, tell me how you spend your time and I'll tell you how successful you are. Pura vida. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, that 
is a wrap on another great story to help us create, grow, and protect our wealth. Fellow risk takers, let's celebrate that today we added one more person to our mission to help 1 million people reduce risk in their lives. This is your worst podcast host, Andrew Stott, saying, I'll see you on the upside.